Hi everyone, and welcome to the Flip Side Podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us. We both work as youth ministers, and we're just realizing that there's a need to discuss the challenging and important topics of our faith. We also want to give you more than one perspective, and that is why we are called Flipside. Whether you're Catholic or not, we invite you to join us along for the ride. And so without further ado, welcome, welcome to, to Flipside. Flipside. Okay, everybody, welcome back to this next episode of the Flipside podcast. I'm Katie, and I am joined here today by... It's Jeremy. It's Jeremy. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about testimony, and um, like, what is it? Why do we give it? Share our own testimonies, and then um, teach you um, a little bit about how to prep a testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy, do you want to start us off with just like... What is a testimony? Yeah. Um, yeah, so sharing a testimony, it's essentially just your story, um, your experience, your personal experience. Um, and it could be a whole myriad of different things. Um, I think when people hear testimony, they're overwhelmed and they feel like it has to be this big, long thing, um, which it can be. Um, but there's different types of testimony. Um, so you could share, I guess, like your conversion story type testimony, which would probably be a bit longer because it's a bit of a story to share. Um, or you could have had like an encounter in prayer that day, and that is testimony. Um, so really, it's kind of a lot of different things, but I guess like the very boiled down like truth about it is it's your story and your encounter. Um, that's a good word. I like the word encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like your encounter, your witness. Um, yeah, so but today we'll probably be touching on a, a few different types of testimony. Um, but I think the most important thing that we kind of want to share is that it's always good to ha- kind of have your testimony or your personal witness like in your pocket ready to share um, because we are Catholic and we believe that this faith is for everyone um, and we are called to evangelize. We are all called to evangelize. And you can definitely evangelize and witness to God's glory uh, through your testimony, through your story. Yeah, absolutely. So like Jeremy said, testimony is being a witness. It is giving witness to what the Lord has done in our lives. And this is the call of every Christian, right? Um, We hear it um, at the end of the Great Commission, go forth and tell all that I have done, right? And you hear it over and over and over again in Scripture, the importance of, of being a witness and of going forth and sharing what the Lord has done in your life. Um, and that's why we give it, right? We, we give it, we give our testimony in order to give glory to God for what he has done. Um, he has worked so many wonders in our lives, big and small. And it is an exercise in gratitude mm-hmm. um, to, to give witness to that. And it's also um, really inspiring for others um, to hear what the Lord is doing in in our lives. 100%. I know for me, um, many, many times I have been very moved by the stories uh, that people tell of what God has done in their lives, whether it was like their big conversion moment testimony that you hear from the front of a retreat in front of thousands of people, or if it's simply walking with a friend along the river and hearing about what the Lord is doing in her prayer life. Both mm-hmm. of those are testimony And both of those have radically shaped my own understanding of the Lord and have shaped how I um, trust in the Lord. The other other thing that's important to mention about testimony is that it's there to build up trust 
in God from others. And I don't know if that makes exact exactly makes sense, but when we give testimony of what God has done in our lives, um, it inspires confidence in God mm. in others. Saying yeah. like, oh, if God could do that for them, like they, what could God do for me? I think it's also important to note is I think testimony is our best evangelistic tool because no one can argue with your testimony. Yeah. No one can take your testimony away. How God has worked in your life is how God has worked in your life, and that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, just like no one can take away your identity from you. Um, they're kind of very intertwined. Yeah. Um, so using your testimony and your personal encounter of how the Lord has worked in your life, that is definitely going to speak to someone else's heart, and they can't argue with that because that is your personal experience. Um, and I've been very edified and very moved by people's personal testimonies. I think... I mean, I attribute a lot of my conversion and the reason why I'm Catholic today is because of my friends in high school and because of their testimony and their witness to God. Um, I I would not be where I am if it weren't for my friends. I am Catholic today because of my friends, because of the way they lived out their life, the way they witnessed to the Lord, and the way that they shared their testimony. Like, yes, it builds tr- it built trust in me to like want to go to the Lord and be like, okay, I want what they have, and I can see what they have, and like it's a relationship with God. But also, like, it builds trust amongst me and my friend. Yeah. Um, because when they're v- sharing vulnerably about how God has worked in their life, that's going to bring us closer to each other um, and sh- open up doors for more sharing opportunities about the faith and about how God has worked in their life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's pretty obvious at this point, hopefully, that testimony is a very important and integral part of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um And again, it can be like a structured talk that you give to people in front of a retreat um, or, you know, in a in a youth ministry setting. Or it's it can be just like deep spiritual sharing in the context Mm -hmm. of a small group or one on one with a friend. Um, Something that Jeremy and I talked about doing in this podcast episode is sharing our little bit more of um, structured testimonies that we both have. Um, as youth ministers, but really even more so from our time with NET, um, we learned how to have these short three to five minute testimonies that sum up our walk with the Lord um, that you're able to give um, on a moment's notice um, to give glory to what the Lord has done and to yeah. inspire confidence in others um, in the Lord. Um, and yeah, these testimonies, they can be short like three minutes is a pretty short amount of time to give your testimony um but there's a lot you can do in three minutes there's a lot you can do and sometimes you only have like if you're standing in a line at a grocery store and you strike up a conversation with someone in front of you or behind you in line you're not going to have 20 minutes to share about how god is amazing and (laughs) done so much in your life sometimes you might have a minute absolutely Um, and having something in mind to say so that you can share it with someone Mm -hmm. is phenomenal and it's yeah, invaluable. Absolutely. Something I think of is like the road to Emmaus and the way that they just naturally shared testimony and then yeah. Jesus was there dwelling with them and they were just sharing kind of what had happened in their experience. Yeah. Um, and then Jesus drew in and was like, oh, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then they were like sharing their experience of like what had happened and what had taken place yeah. um, over the course of the past few days even. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that makes me think of um, right when... Jesus encountered, I want to say it was 
Philip under the fig tree. Um, maybe it was Nathaniel. I don't know. He encountered one of the disciples and immediately that guy went and talked to one of the other disciples and was like, oh my gosh, he told me everything that I've done. Like he saw me. He, you know, he immediately, immediately went and gave testimony. And it's the same story with the woman at the well. After Jesus encountered her, she went to all of her friends and she said, he Mm -hmm. knew everything that I did, but he loved me. Right. And you see that time and time and time again in the in the leper, the one leper out of the ten came back over and over. When people encounter the Lord, the first thing they do is give testimony to it. Because you have to. It is it's the call on our soul, really, to yeah. share what God has done. It's not something that is easily kept to ourselves. One hundred percent. And if it is something that is easily kept to yourself, I would question if it's changed you. Yeah. I I just love testimony because as much as like it can inspire other people's to like grow in their faith more and to you know expand their mind of thinking about the lord like i'm a very external processor Mm -hmm. um so some like a lot of times when i'm sharing my testimony even if i shared it the same one over and over and over again like i'm constantly being new things are being revealed to me and i'm experiencing the lord working in new ways because i'm processing it out loud yeah and saint paul does this all the time like when when he's writing to the different communities that he writes to he's he's usually he shares testimony and the way that he's been impacted by people and i think saint paul does a great job about this but so these are all the reasons why we think Mm -hmm. and why we strongly believe that testimony is very important um i i think katie do we want to like I don't know if you want to share yours or if you want me to share mine or how that's going to work, but I think we should share our testimony and kind of give some examples. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you want to start us off just briefly sharing your testimony with us and then... Yeah, it'll only take 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I was was born and raised in California and I wasn't raised Catholic. Um, Actually, we weren't really strongly Christian either. Um, We believed in Jesus and we, you know would call ourselves Christian, but we didn't really do anything with it. Um, and I also grew up in a divorced household with two brothers, one of which is a twin. Um, went to public school all the way through eighth grade. And then my whole life, it was very much me. It wasn't just me looking for attention. It was me looking for validation um, because my dad had left and I didn't have the best relationship with him. Like I really wanted people to approve of me because I was really searching for his approval. Um, but because he wasn't there, it was kind of misplaced. I was trying to search for it from anywhere so a lot of that was like trying to be the class clown trying to be the funniest trying to be the most obnoxious like not always the most healthy way um but I was like yearning for recognition and attention um and then at the end of eighth grade my mom told me and my twin brother that we'd be going to a catholic high school and I was just shook by this because like okay one that's like 20 minutes away a couple towns over like I don't know anything about the catholic faith I don't know anyone there like no, I don't want to go. I want to stay here and go to the public school that I can walk to uh, with all my friends. But obviously, as you guys know, you don't argue with your mom because she's always right. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up going to this Catholic school, me and my brother. And we went there because Josh, my twin, played sports and they had really phenomenal football team. So we went there for that. Um, and I was just drug along for the ride. <laughs> And I didn't know anyone, and I remember on, like, the first day of school, I was, like, that kid with his tray of food. Like, very, it felt, I felt like I was in a movie, like, a very yeah. cliche of, like, the new kid and going to the lunch table being like, can I sit here? <laughs> and it was just ridiculous, and I still think back to that moment. But <laughs> one of the guys, his name was Connor, he's like, yeah, totally, like, sit down. And um, 
he was just very welcoming and kind and introduced me to his friends and then I became friends with them and um, thankfully like I realize now that that was the Holy Spirit leading me to these people um, because these were the people on this high school campus who were actually like living out their faith and they had good Catholic families um, and I didn't like have the words for it at the time but I do now but they were just so joyful and they were so welcoming and I was like I just want what they have and then over the course of the next couple of years in high school, I realized like their joy came from having like a prayer life and a relationship with God and that flowed into their family life. And I was like, okay, like I want that. I want joy and fulfillment. So then I started like paying attention in religion class and not just dismissing it. Um, and then God really started speaking to my heart. And I remember one day in particular, excuse me, one day in particular, I was on the phone with my mom, like around lunchtime, um, and seniors can go off campus. So fast forward to my senior year, we can go off campus for lunch. And I remember getting like in a fight with my mom on the phone. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so annoyed. Like parents really know how to get under our skin because well, one, they're usually right, but two, <laughs> they know us and they just know how to get, prick the right little things. And I'm like yeah. so frustrated. And I was like, okay, like, I don't even want to go off campus for lunch with my friends. Like, I just need to be by myself and I need to, like, vent, but to myself, I don't know, listen to music, some something. And I remember pulling into this parking lot and happened to be at a church, um, a convent, actually, um, and they had a chapel on their campus. And I remember, this was weird for me because I was pretty self-conscious as a high schooler. Like, if I didn't know what I was doing, I probably wouldn't do it because I don't want to look like an idiot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I remember just, like, getting out of my car and walking into these comet grounds and going into their chapel, which is open to the public. But I didn't necessarily know all that. And I remember sitting in adoration. And I wasn't Catholic at the time, but I knew what adoration was. Um, and I remember sitting in the back of the church and, like, looking at Jesus exposed in the Eucharist in the monstrance. And I was just, like, all bent to him because... Why not? And I, I remember saying the first honest prayer I ever said. I was like, God, like, I don't know what you want for me, what you want me to do. But, like, you need to tell me. You need to show me. Like, I'm done. And, and he said, and I still remember this, these words, and I'll never forget them. He said, Jeremy, you are my son. I love you, and I'm proud of you. And, like, it clicked for me in that moment. I was like, oh, this is that, like, validation, that mm -hmm. attention that I was seeking all along. I thought I needed it from my dad, but it turned out I was like, no, I was searching for my heavenly father um, and to be known and loved by him. And that's what we all want, to be known and loved. And in that moment, I realized it. Um, and then I started paying attention more in religion class. And then I started going through RCIA and I became Catholic that following Easter. Um, and like life hasn't been like perfect and easy after saying yes to Jesus. Like he, does, he doesn't promise that it'll be easy, but um, I know whose I am now and I know that he will always be there for me and he will help me through these difficult times and I don't have to struggle alone. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just think, I guess that's, that's, that's my story and my it's testimony. Beautiful. And I think that's what we're all longing for is to be known and loved by God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love that it is such like a personal encounter, right? For those of you who are listening, you, you see like what Jeremy described there was a very intimate encounter with the Lord personally, coming face to face with him mm. and being called son, right? And being told that he's loved. And that is that is like the hinge pin, right, of that testimony mm -hmm. and how beautiful that is that it is um giving glory to to what the Lord spoke and to the truth, right? 
because that's the other aspect of testimony is that it, it speaks truth and that was the truth um about jeremy and the truth that that he heard right from the lord spoken to him and that his life changed upon recognition of that truth um just how beautiful yeah great yeah thank you and it's like no something that no one can take away because no one can say that i didn't hear those words from god because i did um truth is truth truth is truth is truth yeah Um, beautiful and even within my testimony, you can see, like, I talked about my friends and how they lived out their faith and how their testimony and their right. personal witness to God inspired my life and my changing to open my heart up to God. Yeah. Um, so, like, even Beautiful. within my testimony, there was testimony. Right. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so, kind of, to you, listener, like, wh- whatever it looks like, that's my testimony. Um, that's like my one of my stories about how God has worked mm-hmm. in my life. That was like the initial one of God working in my life and how that's impacted me and shaped my whole life. Um, obviously, I have many a testimonies. I have many a stories about how God has worked in my life, and that's what a testimony is, like sharing about how God has worked in your life. Um, so for you, I know it could be overwhelming to come up with like, what is your testimony? It's just kind of stressful when you're first coming to terms with this mm-hmm. and learning all the language for it um but it was so simple i just was having a conversation um about how god has worked in my life and that's all it is okay so what we'd like to move into next um a little bit is how to prepare your testimony um and again this is a little bit this can look like a lot of different ways right um the testimony that jeremy kind of shared um is a much more conversational testimony right and it focuses on um the story of like who he was what happened like in his encounter with the lord and then what happened next and those are like the three essential parts of any testimony i would Mm -hmm. say even if you're just sharing with a friend about like what you've been praying about you always give a preface to it right you're like oh i was really struggling with this then i prayed about this and the lord showed me this now I feel this. Yeah, and this is what I've come to understand and whatnot. Right. And yeah, and it can be more conversational. It can You can really structure it however you need to tailor whatever situation mm-hmm. it is that warrants you sharing your testimony. Um, so we'll kind of share some practicals of how to come up with your testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, first, starting with a, yeah, like that first part. Um, it's all about like you before. You before this particular encounter. Um, for me, I was talking about how I was struggling with my identity and like, I just wanted to be known. I just wanted recognition. Um, and that really took a toll on me. Um, and you can go more in depth there or you can go less in depth there. Um, but really sharing about your situation prior to that encounter. Yep. And how much you share in this section is definitely going to be dependent upon the crowd you're speaking to as well as dependent to how much time you have. Um, for example, people like if I had really struggled with a particular sin in my life and that was part of my story, like if I was giving a talk to middle schoolers and I was sharing my testimony, I wouldn't say like, oh, I really struggled with, I don't know, a drug addiction or something. I haven't. But, you know, if if that was part of my story, like I wouldn't say that to middle schoolers. I would say I struggled with sin in my life. Right now, if I was giving a testimony to college students maybe i would share like more deeply and more personally um the thing to remember in this before section though no matter what is we are not trying to glorify 
like the sin that yeah, we were in or the, the place struggle. that we were in yeah. before. We are simply giving a context for what the Lord did so that it makes sense as to why something was in, was impactful to us, right? Like if Jeremy hadn't shared about his problems with his dad, then it maybe wouldn't have resonated so much um, with yeah. you who heard him say like, you are my son, I love you, and I'm proud of you, right? right? Like, if he hadn't shared that context, it would have been like, okay, great, Jesus says that in the Bible all the time, right? But because you knew, like, this is what Jeremy struggled with, then it made sense. And so that's simply what the before section is, like, giving context Mm -hmm. without glorifying what the sin was, right? Because the focus of every testimony is specifically on what God has done. Yeah, and to glorify God through that. And yep. yeah, like all stories need context because you need to know like why do I care about this story? Why is it important? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not just gonna tell you a punchline of a joke. I, I'm, I'm gonna set it up, or I'm gonna tell you exactly. a whole story so you can appreciate the ending. And that's really what the whole first part of your testimony is about, regardless of how long it is, whether it be the first minute or the first five minutes, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the second part of the testimony is really sharing and talking about that encounter moment. Um, for me, that was um, like going to adoration um, and encountering Jesus in the Eucharist and in prayer and hearing him say to me, Jeremy, you are my son. I love you and I'm proud of you. And that moment is different for everyone. And I have different encounters with God and different stories that I can share. But in this particular testimony, I was sharing that encounter with God. Um, and that is what you want to focus on and highlight and glorify is how God has worked. That is the whole point of a testimony. The whole point of you giving context in that first part was so that you can share that part and talk about how God is working. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of a testimony. Mm-hmm. So I don't want it to be understated. It cannot be understated enough. Um, the second part is where you share about the encounter and you glorify God through that. Yep. Absolutely. It's the meat of your testimony sandwich. Yeah, (laughs) like the woman at the well. Yes. Um, God encountered her at the well, Mm -hmm. and she went and she shared this story. Like, I was one way, and then I saw him, and then I was different. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, she came to him, and they had a conversation, and that was her encounter with him. Mm -hmm. And she then went out and shared that with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, You really want to share and focus on, yeah, the meat of your story. And the meat of your story is the Lord, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is how you've encountered him and how he has embraced you in whatever story it is you're sharing. Absolutely. And then the final part of your testimony is kind of, um, and this can look different ways depending. For sure. Um, A lot of times it will look like what what does my life look like now? And that's exactly what Jeremy did when he finished his testimony. He said, life hasn't been perfect. There's been up and ups and downs, but overall my life is more joyful because I follow the Lord, right? And right. that's like kind of your wrap up when you say, say like, yeah, like I'm not perfect, right? But life is better and I know who I am in the eyes of the Lord now. And that's one way that you can take that. Another way that you can close out a testimony is maybe with more of a challenge, saying like Mm. my challenge to you next time you go to adoration is to pray an honest prayer to the lord and give him a chance to speak to you the same way he spoke to me or oftentimes you know tie both together right and say like yeah like things are not perfect and i definitely still struggle and sometimes i don't know or live out of my identity right but i know that ultimately things are better with the Lord, I've seen greater peace. I've seen greater joy. My challenge to you is, 
X, Y, Z, right? And so it doesn't have to be a long closing on this, right? And you can even, you know, give people an opportunity to ask questions or, you know, to to respond, right? right? But It it should all be tailored to whatever... Whatever the situation is. Yeah, whatever situation you're in. If it should Mm -hmm. be more conversational, make it more conversational. (laughs) If you're giving a talk to, like, a big group of people... Maybe you can make it conversational, but it's probably better to be more concise and to, like, share it as if you're giving a talk. Yeah. Um, but, like, when you're talking to someone in the grocery store, like, right now if I'm talking to Katie, I wouldn't be like, <clears throat> hello, thank you for joining me. Right. And I'm going to share, you know, it's like you're going to be, you're going to know the con. The, right. It might the be really of off the cuff. Like, they're like, why do you love Jesus? And you're like, oh, I love Jesus because he saved my life. Like, this is how. Yeah. You know? And you give 30 seconds of your story. Yeah. Right? It's too, like, yes, people can't argue with your testimony. And yes, it's important to share and glorify God about how he's worked in your life. Um, But also, yeah, be wary um, and be aware of the other person that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, if you're at a grocery store, or I keep saying grocery store, say you're out somewhere, Mm -hmm. hypothetically. And maybe a grocery store. Maybe a grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> um, but like, say you're wearing like a shirt or something that says like "I love Jesus," or you know, to be very like, you're wearing open a crucifix. Ne- yeah, you're wearing necklace. a crucifix. Um, and someone is very tense and hostile towards the Catholic faith, and he's like, "Why would you wear that?" Or like, "Why do you even believe in that?" Like, you're you're gonna want to tailor your testimony and share it with in a way that he can receive or Mm -hmm. that she can receive um or if someone's like in a rush like you're not going to be like oh here's 20 minutes because then they're just going to think about how they're frustrated about how they didn't have time and now they're late to their flight because you had to share this 20 minute story right you be aware of the opportunity that you have and share appropriately Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely but i think kind of now that we you have an idea of, of a context of what a testimony is and how to structure a testimony, and you've heard mine. Um, but I think now that we have an idea of what a testimony is, Katie, I don't know if you would, would you mind sharing your testimony yeah. so that we can kind of see it in practice? Absolutely, absolutely. The pressure's on. Pressure's on. Yeah, so um, I grew up Catholic. I was uh, baptized very young, raised Catholic, um, was homeschooled, so a lot of my religious education was at home K through eight. Um, and, you know, I really understood the rules of the faith a lot. You know, I remember memorizing the Baltimore catechism and really knowing the truths of the faith. Um, but to me, it just seemed like a bunch of silly rules. Mm -hmm. I would argue about going to mass. I would drag my feet. I would, you know, just, it didn't, it didn't click for me and so I remember by the time I was in eighth grade I had made the decision that um, as soon as I graduated high school I was done I was not going to be Catholic anymore or if I was if I did stay Catholic it was just so that my mom wouldn't get mad at me or I wouldn't get like (laughs) you know struck down from heaven by lightning you know because I think I believed that God existed but I didn't really believe that he cared or that he mattered um so that's kind of like the mindset that I went into high school with but uh, my friends were really involved in the youth group at our church, and I would do anything that my friends did. So they um, were going to a retreat one weekend on a college campus um, one summer, summer after eighth grade year. And me being ever the planner, I thought, well, you know what? 
if all else fails, at least I'll get a tour of this college campus this weekend. <laughs> uh, so I went to this retreat, um, and I remember the first night they were like, give God a chance. And I was like, mm, I guess, you know, because although I had made up my mind I didn't want to be Catholic, I wasn't like totally closed off, you know, I just hadn't had a reason to believe, I guess. Um, and so that first day really worked on like opening me up to give like a shot to the Lord. And then the second day of the retreat, the talks started to like hit home a little bit more. And I was finally like, "Mm, maybe, you know, and then the, the culmination of the retreat on the second night was, um, adoration and there was praise and worship music and, um, I love music. And I was, um, sitting in adoration and I was looking at, Jesus in the monstrance and I remember um looking at him and hearing the words to the song um playing in the song said there is no one else for me none but Jesus crucified to set me free and I live to give him praise and just as I heard those words and I looked at Jesus in the monstrance something just clicked inside of me and I realized oh my gosh like this is real like that is Jesus And if that is God, then that means that the Catholic Church is real. And if that means that the Catholic Church is real, then that means that heaven is real. And that means that, like, that has to be what I spend the rest of my life striving for. Mm -hmm. And I remember just, like, bawling my eyes out, you know, just overcome with emotion at the Father's love for me and um, that he died for me. And just remember saying, like, okay, Jesus, here's my heart. It's not much, but it's all that I have. Do with it what you want. And, um, yeah, like really just gave my life to the Lord, um, in a, in a very new way that night. Um, and you know, that's not to say that I lived out my faith well after that. It was probably five years after that, that I even started to have a daily prayer life. You know, um, I went through ups and downs of my faith where I like really trusted the Lord. I really didn't. I have another testimony that I could share of like being completely hopeless somewhere in the middle of that right like um so many stories of the lord's providence for me and a very um roller coaster of a uh, relationship with the lord to get to where i am now um but i can say that something did change that night where i've never been able to like deny what happened and any time that i think like oh maybe this faith stuff isn't real or maybe I'm wasting my life or maybe I've made a mistake like Mm -hmm. I can look back at that moment and say I know what I felt and it is the most real thing that I've ever felt and it's the most sure of anything I've ever been in my whole life um which is also why I got that date tattooed on my arm (laughs) so I can always look back and say like no you know what happened that night Mm -hmm. um but so that is that is my story of what the Lord has done in my life. And again, that's one of many hundreds of stories that I could tell. But that's kind of my first encounter moment um, with the Lord. Um, yeah, that yeah. was yeah, beautiful and like very clear. And I could see like how the parts that we were talking about were very evident in your testimony. One, one last thing that I would point out. Um, is, and this is something that I encounter with my students a lot because we talk about testimonies with my students is Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll say, oh, well, I didn't have a big moment like that. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't have like a pinpoint moment they can speak to like Jeremy and I do. And my answer to that is that's okay. Not everybody has like a pinpoint moment and that's a good thing. Um, like it's, 
everybody's relationship with the Lord is different and not everybody needed like a light switch moment, you know? So when you are writing a testimony, some things to consider are just like, what has God done for you in your life? Like anything big or small, like what has he done in your life and how has being in relationship with him changed your life? Because whether you had like a light switch moment or not, you do know that your relationship, that your life is better because of your relationship with God. And so speak about that. Yeah. And like what you're saying that that made me think of this is like, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot, most relationships, they're gradual, they grow and you know, whatnot. You don't have to have this big, huge moment. Um, I struggled a lot of when I first was coming into my faith, because I don't feel like I have this big conversion of like, I was a major heathen and like my life was terrible and mm-hmm. like I almost died and then God shouted from heaven and there was this big flashing light. I was like, some people have so much cooler stories than me. Like mine's just small and I just like went to a chapel and he spoke to me. But like that changed my life. Like God of the universe spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Like that is massive. Like yeah. that is crazy. Um, but I just like want to encourage you too, like with that, um, because here I am X amount of years into my faith. Um, and I love my story and I have it tattooed on my arm because I love sharing that with people and I never want to forget that moment. Um, and I never want to leave the Lord, but like, don't change your story because you think it needs to be cooler or better. Mm -hmm. Like how God has worked in your life is so freaking beautiful. And honestly, if you change it and you like, I want to change it. So it seems cooler. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I want to hear how God has actually worked in your life because that is amazing and ridiculous and like god of the universe is literally working in your life like that's the biggest thing that could happen in your life so like why would you want to change that Mm -hmm. um so just don't feel like you have to embellish your story or change your story or fit inside of a box like god has worked in your life share that glorify that um and the power of testimony cannot be understated overstated cannot be overstated at all it is so very important so thank you. I, I want to just say thank you for joining us here. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this is something that we'll talk about again in the future. My prayer for you today uh, is that you would see and acknowledge the ways that God has worked in your life uh, and that you would be able to share that with people um, because your life is important. You have meaning. God sees you. God knows you and God loves you. And that story could be the reason that someone finds the Lord. Um, so share your story authentically and truthfully. Absolutely. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Flipside Podcast. Know of our prayers for you, and we'll see you in heaven. I, I think we're done. I think we're done. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is Jeremy. My name is Katie. And we'll, we'll catch, catch you on the flip side. Flip side.